0: Once again, podcast fans, we thank you for joining us and for tolerating our long absence during the summer months. We decided to take just a few months off to re-energize ourselves for the fall season, so we are thankful that you've decided to check back in with us here as we kick off our 2015-16 season with another edition of the CIA Seacast. I am Joel Cookson, very happy to have you along with us today. It's been a long, relaxing summer and a hot one here as we head into the fall season, but we're very excited to get the athletic season underway in the next few days, and we're very excited to talk a little bit about that fall season on this edition of the CIA Seacast. So now that we're back into the swing of things we will try to return to a regular posting schedule so you can look for the CIAC cast coming to you every week, either usually a Thursday or a Friday is when we'll get it posted. So it'll be, excuse me, every other week on Thursday or Friday will be our traditional schedule throughout the season, give or take a, a day or two or a week or two here or there. But that's what we're going to try to shoot for as we bring you interesting conversation and stories from around the high school sports world in the state of Connecticut. So be sure to check us out at CIACsports.com. You can Go to CIACsports.com. In the secondary navigation, just click on CIAC Cast. There's a little. Handy little logo there, uh, icon there to help you find it. You can also, of course, subscribe on iTunes when you click on that link. That's another good way to find us. And then you don't have to worry about checking every other week or so to see if a new CIAC cast has come and joined us. So that's uh, laying things out how they're going to be going this year. Once again, we are uh, apologize for the long summer break but needed a chance to recharge our batteries, rest the old vocal cords, and get things ready for another exciting year of Connecticut high school sports, and on this edition of the CIC Cast, we are going to talk a little high school football. Ned Griffin of the New London Day is going to join us, in, uh, in what I'm hoping will be a recurring feature, uh, a yearly tradition, if you will, on the CIC Cast, he's going to break down the best place and the schedule to go for the best high school football game every week of the regular season this year. And then legendary sports writer Mark Jaffe of the Waterbury Republican American is going to talk a little bit about his training camp tour around the Connecticut area high school football team. So we got some high school football talk this week. We will certainly be hitting other sports as we go through the fall season. Lots of talk, lots of conversation. We really hope. That you will enjoy it. So before we get to our guests, let's go to uh, how we kick off all of our podcasts here at the CIC Cast, and that's with things you might have missed on CICSports.com. But before we do that, we got to get through the other bit of business that we always do here on the CIC Cast, and that is to pass along a reminder from our friends at the connecticut department of transportation and that is simply to put the phone away when you get behind the wheel look i like listening to uh podcasts and doing other things with my phone when i'm in the car i like listening streaming some streaming some internet radio i put the podcast on but once you do that once you press play once you uh, check your email one final time check your text messages one final time put the phone away put it up on the uh on the attachment on the windshield where you can't reach it, put it in the center console, put it in your pocket where you can't get to it. No need to take the risk. No need to worry about uh, what what emails you're getting. As one of our coworkers here likes to say, she always says to her husband, you're not that important. Uh, nothing is that critical that you need to check it when you're behind the wheel and possibly put yourself or others at risk. So remember to remind your family and friends to park the phone when they are behind the wheel, one text or call could wreck it all very important message from our good friends at the connecticut department of transportation with that said let's once again take a look at things you might have missed on CICSports.com. sports.com very uh very busy summer lots of things posted on CICSports.com. sports.com of course you can find all of the as we head into the fall all of the schedules are now up to date and uh ready for your perusal. All of the fall sports schedules are there. All of the tournament packets for the fall season, all of the dates for the CIAC tournaments, all of that information is available at com or at the subsite, the Tournament Central site for com. Got some information there. Uh, the second year we've been able to do this, uh, Brian has been offer- has given us a shipment of pink soccer balls for any schools that want to put together a cancer awareness event in October. Uh, get a lot of schools that are trying to do those sorts of events, raise some awareness, raise some funds if they can. We've got a offering of Brian Pink Soccer Balls for our membership. You can contact Stephanie Ford. There's a at CICsports.com. Excuse me, at CIC, S Ford at casciac.org is her email address, be sure to uh, to reach out to her. Uh, supplies are limited, so make sure you get in touch with Stephanie if you're interested in picking up a pink soccer ball. Exciting uh, new event taking place uh, for the CIAC. We have created the ca the CAS CIAC Hall of Honor. This is a way to recognize individuals who have made... Uh, impressive contributions to high school sports and to our organization uh, over the past few years and over their careers. The inaugural class of the CAST CIAC Hall of Honor will be going in uh, in October. You can read a post up on CIACsports.com about those individuals. There'll be more information uh, posted online as we get closer to the event, complete bios, some videos as well, all sorts of good things to honor those incredible people who have made such amazing contributions to CASIAC and to high school sports across the state of Connecticut. So those are just a few things we've got a, had a linked up posted in late August. Always keep an eye on those. Great way to find stories that you might have missed from around the state. Lots of good stuff there. We'll hopefully have another one. That's another thing. Hopefully we'll come out every Friday so you can keep tabs on what's going on there. So just a few things that you might have missed at CICsports.com as we power through that very quickly. And now without much ado, let's uh, get to our first guest, the one and only ned griffin of the new london day he's going to walk us through his itinerary for the connecticut high school football season very happy to be joined now on the phone by ned griffin of the new london day ned is going to uh to talk a little high school football with us as he does so well for the day in his lonesome polecat blog which i suggest that everybody check out consistently throughout the uh, high school football season ned a pleasure to be with you today
1: Oh I'm humbled that you uh, invited me on. And if I sound distracted at all, there's a uh, massive construction going
0: on outside my house. Well, no problem. Between that and the the lack of air conditioning that you're dealing with on this sweltering uh, Tuesday afternoon, will uh you're you're battling through the elements for us, but we appreciate it. So uh What's we're
1: air conditioning. What's air conditioning?
0: <laughs> we're ready to uh to dive into the high school football season. So we don't have too many traditions here on a podcast that's just a, a couple years old, but one that I would uh, I wanted to try to get started was uh, devoted listeners of the podcast may remember that last fall we had Ned walk us week by week through the high school football season, pointing out what he considered the, uh, the must-attend game uh, each week of the football season, and so after one year we liked it so much we thought that uh, we had to bring him back and, and go through it once again for the, the 2015 schedule, so... Without, uh, without further ado, the, the only rule we gave him, uh, generally speaking, was that he had to stick to one game a week, and uh, we'll see if he can, uh, can follow the rules this year, although it suggests that maybe he'll, uh, he'll bend them here or there, and also try to, uh, to cover as much of the state maybe as he can, although that was just a, a general suggestion. So with that said, uh, I, I turn the floor over to you, Mr. Griffin, and where are you starting us off this year?
1: Uh, This year we're going to start off at Stonington at Mottville uh, this Friday. Uh, It's not really a banner week one uh, like we've had the last two years where we had stuff like the SEC-FCAC Challenge. Uh, So we're going to sort of slowly weave our way into the season with a uh, always solid Eastern Connecticut Conference matchup uh, down my way. Sure. Uh, Stonington uh, returns their quarterback Amadi White. Uh, He is a dual threat, and uh, we also have to give them a plug because they are one of the state's finest purveyors of God's offense, otherwise known as the double wing. Sure. Uh, Montville is sort of the team of my dreams in that they have a large offensive line, lots of men who can run the ball, and right now no established quarterback. So just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Uh, as many times as you possibly can. Okay. Uh, they have a very, very good all-around athlete by the name of Jonathan McRae, who does a little bit of everything, actually a lot of everything. Uh, and they also have a offensive lineman by the name of Kevin Murtha, who's now in his fourth season as a starter. Uh, he's pretty large at 6'2", 290, and he's also headed to Bryant. Uh, so he will enable Mottville, his ability to – continue their long tradition of just hammering people with the run. Uh, so that would be where to start the season.
0: All right, that's. right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, go on ahead. On to Week 2. Yes, indeed. Where are we headed Week 2?
1: Week 2, uh, take a little drive down to the Gold Coast, uh, Trinity Catholic to be specific. Uh, it's a afternoon game on Friday, September 18th between Greenwich and Trinity Catholic. A uh, lot of... lot of fun storylines here, for those of you who like the drama. Uh, One is the fact that uh, Greenwich is now being coached by John Marinelli, who is the former uber-successful offensive coordinator over at New Canaan, who worked with his father, Lou. Uh, John is taking over at Greenwich, and the man he took over for, Richie Avenizio, uh, is now an assistant coach at Trinity Catholic, after being to put it mildly, run out of Greenwich after 18 years of only doing, you know, doing only uh, tons and tons of winning and winning sure. state championships. But uh, that wasn't good enough to some people. He was run out and now he's a Trinity Catholic. So I'm sure there's going to be some hmm, feelings there. Feelings, okay, <laughs> we'll go with feelings. Uh, we can, as we can as handle as on that. The, as far as on the field. Uh, Greenwich has a lot of uh, We started a lot of new guys this year. Uh, one of them who's not new is a guy by the name of Scooter Harrington. He is a 6'6", 240-pound receiver and defensive end. Uh, he's starting his third year now. He is committed to Boston College. Uh, Trinity Catholic is a team worth keeping an eye on. Uh, they've been slowly rebuilt. Actually, I shouldn't say slowly. They've been quickly rebuilding over there um, after the program was sort of uh, in the pits. Uh, they won seven games last year. They returned several starters, you know, a lot who were sophomores and juniors who got on-the-job training. And they have a quarterback, by Anthony Lombardi, who is worth remembering. Um, and their schedule is not too bad this season. This could be a team that uh, makes state separate long, long, long absence. So there is where you're going in week two.
0: Very good. Looking forward to that one. How about week three?
1: Week three, you're going to Brookfield. To see the Class M champion. Me, Class M uh, large champions. Sure. In field. I forgot we had eight divisions last year. <clears throat> uh, they're going to play host to three-time, three-time, three-time Southwest Conference champion Newtown in a battle for SWC supremacy. Uh, Newtown got hit pretty hard by graduation on offense. Not a lot back on that side of the ball, but they do have a lot back on defense. Very talented linebacking core, led by junior Ben Mason, who is a pretty imposing person at 6'3", 240. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's getting a lot of major looks already. Uh, So they should have a very good defense there at Newtown again. Uh, Brookfield was built to win this season. Uh, Their senior class won the Pop Warner Midget National Championship when they were eighth graders. Uh, they have 17 starters back. That's not bad. No. Nope. Uh, led by Bobby Drysdale, their running back, linebacker who's headed for Harvard. Uh, and He's joined by fellow All-State defensive end Matt Melby and linebacker Austin Reich. Uh, Brookfield is definitely going to be somewhere in the top seven when the New Haven Register unleashes its top ten preseason poll this week. All right. So there's your SWC game of the season. Very nice. Uh, and now we're going to cheat. <clears throat> All right. We're going to we're going to cheat on the we can only have one game per week uh, because week four is just too great to be contained to just one game. Uh, we have three wonderful games. We'll three go
0: games. All right. Okay. So we're turning three the calendar to October, every, and we've got three games. All right. Friday, hit us. Friday,
1: October 2nd, everything – Everything is basically pointing to week four this season. Uh, we have, down this way, we have Ledyard New London, battle of two of the top ECC teams, and two programs who really don't have a lot of love between one another. Uh, Ledyard New London and NFA figure to be three of the best teams in this uh, area this season. So we're going to find out early uh, who is the who is the, one of the better teams around here. Uh, then we're going to go up to Hartford. We have Southington at Glastonbury, uh, two programs who have seen a lot of one another over the years in the regular season and states, and uh, have also been developing some feelings towards one another, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, Southington is your uh, two-time class uh, double-L champion. Uh, they graduate nine on defense. That's a little bit of a concern right now. However, head coach Mike Drury said this could be his fastest team he's ever had, which is if anyone's seen Southington play, the fact they could be faster is terrifying. Uh, offensively, they're pretty loaded. Uh, Jason Rose, their starting quarterback, is back, and he is wounded uh some Division One offers, and they're very deep at running back with Alessio Diana and Vance Appham. Oh, pardon me. Oh, Sorry about that, Vance. Um, for Glastonbury, they got some work to do on defense. However, they have uh, Keon Dixon, their Quarterback, receiver, D back. Uh, Yes, he's a quarterback slash receiver. That's how versatile he is. All right, and he's given UConn a verbal, and then possibly the best of the group. Maybe Uh, we have Shelton and Notre Dame at West Haven. Uh, These are two teams that will likely be in the top ten preseason polls. Uh, Shelton is absolutely loaded everywhere except at quarterback. Excuse me, Uh, as a uh, after graduating quarterback Mark Piccarillo, who only accounted for about 4,100 yards last season. right? Um, but they're loaded everywhere else. Notre Dame of West Haven, they are also loaded. They uh, they sort of came on a little bit early last season. This was supposed to be the year they were going to be a threat. Um, they have Christian Lupoli back at quarterback and Nico Regani at, run, at receiver. He only had 71 catches last year. Uh, so that is... That could be your SEC game of the year there, right here.
0: All right, so a busy. Oh, and,
1: and I'd be remiss, by the way, I forgot to mention for Shelton.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have a receiver, defensive back by the name of Chris Canios. He's really good. All right. <laughs>
0: so we've got uh, We've got Week Four covered, regardless of where you live in the state of Connecticut. You're you're covered in Week Four. What uh, yes, what are we we'll, looking we'll at? Try in the, we'll, uh... we'll
1: try to downsize from here now. All right. What are we <laughs> looking
0: at? The second week of October.
1: Uh, week five. Friday, October 9th, Granby at Valley Regional of Old Lime. Granby could be a fun story this season. Uh, this is just the sixth year of the program, and they returned all but one starter from last season. Uh, and this is a program that last year went 7-4, and four, so they were closing in on a playoff berth. Uh, they have a running back by the name of Connor Field, who ran for 2,200 yards last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that included four straight 300 yard games, which I'm going to say off the top of my head is a record, as yep. I don't ever remember seeing anything reported of a person running for 300 yards in four straight weeks. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They also have a pretty big offensive line featuring guys who are 310, 275, 265. Okay. Uh, so that's a big and veteran team there from Granby. Uh, Valley Regional is your defending Class S large champion. Uh, they have been unbeaten for the last two seasons in the Pequot Conference. Got hit pretty hard by graduation, but good programs find a way to reload, and Valley Regional is certainly a good program. They're in pretty good shape up front with a guy by the name of Jack Giancola, a six foot four, 300-pound mauler who's been there for a starting a few seasons now. So they can figure out who to run behind guys like him or pass behind guys like him. Uh, Valley Regional will be in good shape. All Let's right. End of your Week 5 game.
0: Week 5, Grandview Memorial at Valley Regional Old Lime. All right, Week 6, where are we headed?
1: Week 6, a actual fun interdivision game. Xavier at NFA, a Saturday, October 17th game. Uh... NFA also with possibly the worst homecoming scheduling of all time (laughs) as they scheduled a defending state champion Xavier for their homecoming game. Uh, Xavier, they've only got five starters back, but everyone should be tired at this point about ever doubting this program as they've now won four state titles in the previous five years. Uh, They love to pound the ball as uh, much as possible and basically make you sore. Uh, they return running back Glenn Cunningham, a six foot one, two hundred and ten bruiser, who carried a lot of the offense last year late in the year. He ran for almost five hundred yards in the final three games of the season to help them win a state title. Uh, NFA curious team. They were a bit on the young side last year. Uh, they return quarterback Jawan Johnson, who runs at the speed of light. He is the class L, primary class double L, 100- and 200-yard outdoor champion. Uh, I will note that he never ran track since the last spring, and he won two state championships.
0: All right, that'll work. Uh,
1: And they've also got a fairly large offensive line, maybe one of the larger groups in the state, headed up by uh, multi-year starters, Javon Brown and Noah Brown, no relation uh, Javon goes six two three twenty, Noah goes six four two eighty. That's a lot coming at you. It is indeed. Uh, so that is a kudos to both teams for scheduling a quality out of conference opponent too. Absolutely. Uh, no scheduling petsies for those two programs.
0: Absolutely, keeping uh, keeping things lively for us uh, as we kind of head through the middle of the season. Where are we headed
1: next? Uh, yes, yeah, a lovely month of fall, lovely month of October, where fall isn't. Fall has arrived, and the temperatures start to get more mild. And we don't have to worry about air conditioning going out. That's true. <laughs> uh, week 7, Friday, October 23rd, Sonia at Torrington. Uh, anybody who has the slightest knowledge of football knows that Ansonia runs the Nongatik Battle League. Um, they got their work cut out for them this year. They graduated all but four starters from a team that fell uh, just short of winning another state championship. Uh, despite all the graduation losses, they still return two All-Staters in running back Tajik Bagley and receiver Tyler Bailey. Uh, those two will be getting a lot of work this season, much to the dismay of opposing defensive coordinators. Uh, Torrington could be an interesting team this year. They went 5-6 and six last season, ravaged by injuries. The good news is that almost everyone is back for that group, very very experienced team, and the senior class were unbeaten when they were a part of the freshman program. So, if there's going to be any teams this year who can fight back against Pennsylvania, Torrance figures to be one of them. So there will be your there will be your Friday night game, and we're going to cheat here too. By the way, Uh-oh. the next day, the October 24th, get the to Greenwich to see New Canaan at Greenwich, if for no other reason. We are getting Marinelli on Marinelli action. Uh, New Canaan coach Lou Marinelli coaching for the first time against his son John Marinelli, and both teams are going to be pretty good too.
0: All right, that's that's enough reason. We'll allow for the for a little breaking of our rules here. All right, uh, next up, where are we headed?
1: Week eight, uh, we are going to head down to Hartford. Uh, on this could be on Halloween. That'll be Saturday and that will be Harding at Capital Prep Achievement. Uh, Capital Prep Achievement has – I really can't say they've run the Constitution State Conference the last few seasons because that's really not a strong enough word. Uh, They haven't lost a conference game in four years now, and they also have their first state championship in tow. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to be a bit challenged this year despite the talent they return as Harding. Out of Bridgeport is joining the league this season. They went uh, five and six last year in the pretty tough Fairfield uh, County Interscholastic Athletic Conference. That's a mouthful.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: coaches last season were saying that when Harding gets into the CSC, look out. Uh, so you're going to have the old boss of the CSC and Capital Prep versus potentially the new boss in Harding. Uh, so. We're- Give the CSC a little love here. Go see that game on Halloween and get some chocolate.
0: That's right. Wear a costume. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, Where are we going uh, as we head into November?
1: Week 9. Friday, November 6th. Seymour at Walcott. Uh, Seymour. They return almost half of the team, uh, headed up by their veteran quarterback, Jalen Kelly. Uh, they also have a fairly nifty defensive lineman in C.J. Falcioni. He's pretty active. Um, Walkett has the potential to challenge Ansonia this year in the NVL, provided they can find people who can throw the ball and run the ball. Um, they return almost their entire line. Uh, so some coaches up that way are thinking uh, that Wolkett, uh could be a team to look out for. Uh, among the guys they have back on their line are Justin Nadeau, Cole Phillips and Phil Olmstead. So, again, if they can find some guys that can run and pass behind those kind of lines, Walter could do some damage. All right. So that'll be your week week nine game. Week 10. Week 10. Week 10. Going to do a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Staples at Darien. Uh, Staples, they could upset the Kane and Darien balance power that's been down in the FCI the last few seasons. Uh, provided they can get their quarterback, Andrew Speed, up to speed, uh, and also depending on how their defense comes of age. Um, <clears throat> they have a fairly large center by the name of Jackson Ward, who's both big at 6'4", 285, and pretty smart, too, is going to Harvard. Sure. Uh, and they also have a kid by the name of Ethan Berger, who ran for a team high 1260 yards last year and 11 touchdowns. Um, and so... They've gone two years without making the state playoffs, which doesn't sit well with Staples. Uh, Darian could possibly be the team to beat in the FCA again. Uh, Starting quarterback, Tim Graham returns. He's got his top target back in Colin Meniscus. And they also have a four-year starter on the defensive line by the name of Market Banchek. He had 25 sacks last year. (laughs) He needs 18 more to... Best state record set by Dwight Freeney. Yes, that's Dwight Freeney. Okay. Uh, and he's going to school for lacrosse, by the way. Uh, but he's going to get his last shots in this year on his senior season. Staple to Darien. Your Week 10 game.
0: All right. Hit me. Week 11.
1: Week 11. Uh, Friday, November 20th, we have Berlin at New Britain. Uh, another rivalry between teams, So have some mixed feelings about one another. Uh, Berlin uh, played last year for a Class M championship. Graduated a lot of those guys, but Berlin always finds a way to keep it going. Uh, Their top player on offense this year will be a kid by the name of Owen Taylor. He'll be counted on much more this season to run the ball. Uh, New Britain last year, uh, they rebounded from some poor seasons, made state playoffs. Uh, Quarterback's and defensive back C.J. Gaskin returns as well as running back defensive back Kyshawn Gunn. Uh, these are two teams with playoff aspirations. They're going to have to get through one another first. And that is also the last game of the season for both teams, so they'll be pretty fired up. Yeah, absolutely. end your Week 11 game. And now we can go to
0: Thanksgiving. Now we can go to Thanksgiving. All right, now we're ready to wrap up the se- the regular season. How are we uh how are we finishing things off here in our regular season well, we're gonna uh, finish, schedule?
1: We're going to finish the season off with a twofer. All right. Uh, because you want to see a game the night before Thanksgiving, and the game you'll want to go see is Middletown at defending Class L, all-champion Windsor. Uh, Middletown got hit a bit by graduation. Uh, however, Sal Morello does a great job as a head coach. Uh He's the man who put Cromwell football on the map, Cromwell Portland football on the map. Uh, they are headed to a Windsor team, which is loaded as usual. Uh, they have one of the fast running backs in the state uh, by the name of Benny the III and Tyler Coyle, their wide receiver, is one of the tops in the state. Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of teams that are going to challenge Windsor this year in the regular season. Perhaps Middletown can be one of them. Mm-hmm. And your Thanksgiving Day game. All right will be the Gold Coast rivalry between Canaan and Darian. Uh, the last two years, New Canaan has gone into the game as a favorite, and the last two seasons, Darian has stunned them at the end by pulling out a uh, victory. Um, New Canaan? Oh, New Canaan's New Canaan. What else can we say about them? <laughs> uh, they returned more than enough to win their third straight championship, Uh, quarterback Mike Collins has a chance to be the best quarterback they've had there in several seasons, which covers a lot of ground, given the quarterbacks they've had there. Uh, and they have a very experienced offensive line headed up by a six foot five Colossus by the name of Lucas Niang, who has a lot of your division one schools, uh, wooing his services for next season. Sure. Uh, new Canaan and Darian never disappoints and that's where you want to be on Thanksgiving day.
0: All right, so we've got... How did we do? We did pretty well here. Let me run through it. Let me recap for our uh, our folks who weren't taking the copious notes that I was taking. Week 1, September 11th, we're going Stonington at Montville. Week 2, September 18th, Greenwich at Trinity Catholic. Week 3, September 25th, Newtown at Brookfield. Week four is where you got to pick your poison. You got three stellar games you can go to, so you can bounce around the state or just choose which one. Ledyard at New London, Southington at Glastonbury, Shelton at Notre Dame West Haven. Week five, October the 9th, Granby Memorial at Valley Regional Old Lyme. Week 6, October 17th. Xavier at Norwich Free Academy. Week seven, we got two games to choose between. And Sonia at Torrington or New Canaan at Greenwich. Week 8. Harding at Capital Prep Achievement in the CSC battle. Week 9, Seymour at Wolcott. Week 10, Staples at Darien. Week 11, Berlin at New Britain. And then week 12, Wrap It Up in Style the night before. uh, Thanksgiving, Middletown at Windsor. And then on Thanksgiving, New Canaan at Darien
1: question, Joel. Did you happen to hear all the payloaders who happened by the house as you were trying to run through that list?
0: I did not, and hopefully our listeners did not either, so they've got their... Uh,
1: I hope that wasn't on audio, because I believe about eight payloaders just passed by the house. No, I don't think oh, we rumb- heard them. rumbled by the house. Hopefully
0: our, uh, hopefully our listeners were just sitting at home with the, the map of Connecticut up on the wall and just sticking pins uh, in, in each uh, location for all those games. They're going to log some miles traveling around the state. And, uh, and if they don't, they know they can check out the Lonesome Polecat, the, uh, the fine blog on the New London Day website, scripted by our man Ned Griffin, who uh, does a spectacular job keeping track of all the high school football around the state of Connecticut. And, Mr. Griffin, we, uh, we appreciate you joining us, and hopefully this will be a, uh, a tradition we can go back to uh, once again next fall as we prepare for another fun high school football season.
1: Oh, I certainly hope so. And, by the way, cheap plug, www.theday.com, that is where you can find me in the Lonesome Polcat. Absolutely. And thank you again for having me on, Joel.
0: It is my pleasure. We'll look forward to keeping up with you uh, throughout the fall season. Hats off. Always a pleasure to talk to Mr. Griffin and get his perspective on the high school football season. Really does a great job keeping tabs on things, and as I said, really want to check out his Lonesome Polecat blog. He usually posts a, a weekend recap uh, either Sunday night or Monday Uh, over after each weekend, and that's a great way to catch up on what you may have missed from the high school football weekend, and uh, really appreciate him taking the time to walk through. That's a lot of work to, to lay out what games to go to and what games he's keeping an eye on each week, but really appreciate that. With that said, now we move on to our second guest, Mark Jaffe of the Waterbury Republican American, also does a great job keeping tabs on the high school football beat in Connecticut. On the phone with us now is Mark Jaffe of the Waterbury Republican-American, outstanding uh, reporter who does a great job covering high school football throughout, uh, throughout the Waterbury area during the fall season. Mark, good to talk to you.
2: It's always a pleasure, Joel.
0: You did uh, some excellent uh, work, as you always do, covering uh, all the teams. I, I saw today that you said the 18 uh, squads you were able to track down during the fall season. So just wanted to get in touch with you and, and have you talk a little bit about some of your, uh, your favorite stories that you were able to uncover. What were uh, a few of the interesting things that you found along your training camp tour this uh, fall?
2: Well, before I actually started mapping out what I wanted to do, and I started doing that around the July 4th weekend, because uh, I had a little bit extra time at that point, and I started looking at rosters from 2014,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I started looking at the Thanksgiving players that were really key contributors who are potentially going to be back. And so you never know if a kid is going to return to the team or not. So there's always you, know, you have to do some homework. Uh, there was one in particular kid that I had to do something on, and it was Nathaniel Bresson from Torrington. He got hurt in the first quarter. The second play of the game against Naugatuck last year, he dragged his foot after getting tackled, and he had ligament damage. He needed surgery. Um, He he missed the entire season. But one of the things that he was able to do was he was becoming like an assistant coach for Gaetan Rodriguez's staff. Mm -hmm. And he was helping the kids that were going to be filling in for him, not only as a tight end, but as a linebacker. Wow. And the one thing that was really amazing about that is because of the HIPAA laws, uh, which uh, hopefully everybody's under, you know understands what that means, you you have to get permission when you're dealing with some sort of injury like that. And I went through channels, I wrote a couple of paragraph uh, story when he first got hurt, and then I let it go for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then in the summertime I asked for permission. And within a short period of time I got it, it was granted to me. And, uh, you know, I wrote about not so much um, Nathaniel, but about his older brother who went through his share of injuries over the years. And, you know, I kind of made it a, uh, a brother story in some ways. Sure. And so that, that was really one of the top, you know, that was the second story that I actually did. Uh, the first one was on, if anybody's been to Cheshire High School, the McClary Athletic Complex the first thing that they're going to see when they walk into the stadium is a monument right next to the concession stands. Right. It's for the Tommy DiDomizio Memorial Award, given out to the kid that has the most unselfish commitment to the program. And Tommy died almost 25 years ago in a car accident. And um, I did this story when uh, Tommy's younger brother, Timmy, was a senior Twelve years ago, mm-hmm. so I wanted to revisit this story and ask the kids why do they touch the rock when they go onto the field? Why do they touch the rock when they walk off the field? The thing that's interesting about the story was there's a poem on the back of the monument that Tommy wrote for an English class as a freshman, and about what it meant to be a football player. And on the front of the monument is all the award winners every year. Right. So, uh, you know, that's a very special thing from for me uh you know I'm as close to the dezamisio Di family as as anybody can be and um and that started the whole coverage really um then the, you know, one of the most interesting stories that came about I wanted to do a story on a kid from Holy Cross, and I didn't know a lot because he went through a major mass graduation mm-hmm. uh loss and uh, I asked one of the uh, Mike team the head coach i said i you know, I really want to probably pursue this one particular kid, would that be a good idea? And so Mike responded saying, you know something, Aaron Velasquez would be the perfect kid. Right. And and he goes, here's his number. I couldn't reach him for a couple of days, and he ended up changing his phone number, and that's why I couldn't reach him. But then I called Matt Smalley, who's one of the, he's the offensive coordinator. And Matt Smalley told me that in the 46-year history of the program, Aaron is the only, only the third kid ever to be a single captain for a single season. Right. So, you know, and and one was in 1978. Uh, One, Mike chambers was in 1995 or 94. And then, obviously, uh, now Aaron Velasquez. To have one kid as a a single captain is uh, something that Yale does at college level. But not at the uh, high school level, right? I've never heard of it in, in the 41 years of covering high school football, and 36, 37 now going in, in Connecticut. So um, that was a really big deal. And I think the one of the things that I've been able to do over the last couple of uh, weeks, um, when I know about something, I'm going to write about something. If right. I, you know, I wrote a couple of stories that are a little bit off the be- track. One on contact rules that you uh, and the the National Federation kind of endorsed Mm -hmm. and the CIAC has uh, followed. Um, And also a story about nutrition. And the reason I did the story on nutrition was the first day of practice, kids were having a lot of hard time with these 95 degree days. Sure. And kids didn't know what to eat. So I contacted a couple of trainers and they gave me a spelled out verbatim what they needed to eat before how many hours before they have uh, conditioning practices, what they should do during the course of a day, and even if we have to practice is over. Um, so I think, you know, it's been a real good cross-section of stories. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen any of the stories, they could go on our website. Just about everything is still there, and we have a new website as well um, that's geared for all of high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody needs to do that, they could do a Google search and get that easily attainable and I think the the biggest thing again is the probably the one of the things I'm most proud of right now. I had a story on Sunday, in Sunday's paper on Jerome Cunningham. Sure. Jerome Cunningham was a Crosby standout. He got hurt in the first quarter of his very very first varsity game in 2006. He re- recovered so greatly. He is now a member of the New York Giants as a tight end on the 53 member squad. And when you have a local kid make good like that, yeah, then that's that. That says everything.
0: That's fantastic, yeah. So really uh, lots of great stuff from Mark Jaffe. His uh, his training camp tour in the fall is one of the things I look forward to the most when we uh, – when we start up uh, the fall sports season, so it's always good stuff, Mark. Uh, you know, I know you you travel around, and I know you uh, you prefer to kind of write sometimes about the the personal human interest kind of stuff. But uh, from a from a sort of X's and O's and nitty gritty wins and losses perspective, what are some of the teams that you're kind of uh, keeping keeping an eye on this fall that you think are going to uh, going to really impress some folks?
2: Well, the thing that's interesting in the last 35 years that I've been doing Connecticut, uh, 36 years is this could be the biggest turnover rate from my area that I've ever seen
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, across the board. So you're going to have a lot of new faces. You're not going to have Jason Bradley, who was a three-year starter at Nogatuck, at quarterback. You're not going to have Jaquan McKnight, who was a quarterback in Antonio for three years. Right. So you're going to have a lot of new faces. And the thing that's going to we've got a lot of new coaches. So And Chris Anderson, who started and founded the program at Woodland Regional in Beacon Falls, he's back after a six- or seven-year uh, absence. So the biggest thing about it is I'm really not sure yet how we're going to base it. Because of the changes in contact rules and because of the reduced practice schedules and time you know, allowed, uh, I did see some scrimmages, but one of the things that I can actually tell you is It's going to be very interesting an opening night because, especially with the heat this week, Mm -hmm. a lot of teams are not going to be able to go full practice. And certainly now with the middle of the week, with two days away, uh, you know, Ansoni has the great backfield Bagley and Bailey uh, matchup, whether they're receiver or running back, and they're great defensive backs and linebackers. But the thing is, who's going to play quarterback for them? I'm not sure right now. Uh, Who's going to fill in on the offensive line where they've lost some kids, key kids, uh, Norgetuk lost a lot, but they also have Anton Sintrunk, who could be potentially one of the top three players in the league. He was pretty good last year, but he, now he's going to be the co to guy. Nathaniel Bresson would have been, probably when he was a sophomore, if Arkeel Newsom was not on the roster at Ansonia, Nathaniel Bresson could have been the best player in Connecticut. Right. He, all right, and he was pretty good. And then last year he missed the entire season. If Bresson can you know, be the, the cog in this great team that they have coming back with all these kids getting playing time last year, they only graduated a short amount of kids, Torrington could be the team to watch, not a, not as a, uh, a league contender, but as a team that could maybe go for instead of five and six, maybe they go to seven and eight wins. Yeah. So you know, that's the thing I'm looking at. Um, uh, You'll know, we'll get. Is another team that they've been on the cusp of. The, they made the playoffs three out of four years. They did not advance uh, to their liking satisfaction. They have the entire offensive line back, with the exception of one kid, and the one kid that's back, or is not back, and one kid is uh, filling in for their graduated loss, he may be the best offensive lineman of them all. Right. So the thing is who, who is going to be the guy that's going to play quarterback? Who's going to be the guy that's going to be the go to guy in the backfield? And if they can fill in some spots that I know that Jason Pace has done, um, that's going to be the team that I'm really intrigued about. Because the thing is, if, you know, when you're a playoff team three out of four years and you have your offensive and defensive lines back, now you have to mix and match. And if you can do, you could be running for a uh, – uh, vying for a, a league championship. And obviously if you do that, then you're going to be in the playoff hunt.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Certainly a lot of interesting uh, storylines. How about a few uh, a few standout players? I know you've mentioned uh, a few folks here and talking about the teams, but who are some of the uh, maybe handful of, uh, of interesting players that you're keeping uh, keeping your eyes on as we, we head into the, uh, the start of the season?
2: Well, if we're not going to talk about Anton Sistruck and Nathaniel and the kid that I'm really interested to see what he does is from Southington. And it's not Jason Rose, the quarterback, who's a legitimate blue chipper. Mm-hmm. It is uh, two guys, Alessio Diana and Vance Uppen. And the thing about Vance and Alessio, those, these two guys were playing second fiddle to most of the you know Alex Jamelli type and Jason mm-hmm. Rose in the last couple of years. Uh, Alessio actually missed his sophomore year with an injury. But the one thing about Vance, and both guys scored 11 touchdowns last year. This year, both of those guys are capable of doing 20 touchdowns apiece wow all right and the thing is they alternate series and that's how good a program that mike Drury has when you're alternating series and possessions and and changing the game plan as the game is going on anything is possible and these two guys are so motivated and they're such a team-oriented guy that both of them they're interchangeable that's a big deal um, so, you know, that right off the bat, it's hard to, you know, Jason Rose, we know he's going to do well if he stays healthy. Right. But the, the, the up and, 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 uh, uh, Diana, those two guys are at the top of the list. And then another kid from Seymour, uh, Jalen Kelly, is a quarterback. His father was a star baseball player at Ansonia and also was a fullback for Ansonia in, their, in the nineties. Well, Jalen Kelly played 11 games last year at quarterback, um, And the thing is, the kid had a really good season, only six interceptions, 19 touchdowns. If he can get some playmakers around him, he has a couple, but he also lost a 2,000-yard rusher um, in graduation with Joey Salem graduating. Mm -hmm. If they can get him in the open field and get some supporting cast around him, Jalen Kelly's going to have not just a breakout season, he's going to have an all-state season.
0: Right. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of really good, interesting uh, players to keep an eye on, and Mark. And I Jack- have
2: I have one last one if I can, can add one. Nope, go right uh, ahead. From from Pomparag in Southbury, uh, Middlebury resident Jimmy Cristiano. Jimmy Cristiano was a role player for the Panthers last year at both sides of the ball. He's six five, six four, two thirty. The end of off season, they decided. You know, we, we graduated our running backs. Maybe we can convert Jimmy Cristiano into a full-time running back and and, uh, keep him at defensive end or or at linebacker. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is, in the preseason, it's working. So when you have a 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 230-pound guy that's coming at you, this is going to be really intriguing to see how he does. He's done well in the preseason scrimmages, but coaches don't necessarily show anything. And in week one, it's Newtown at Pomparag, and Newtown's been to the playoffs four years in a row. Pop Park has not. So that is probably the most intriguing matchup of the, of the week right now. And uh, going into Friday, and, uh, you know, that's going to be – and you know the, another thing that's great about this kid? He wants to be a naval aviator. He wants to go to the Naval Academy. And uh, the, he's, he's – for about 15 months now, he's been working on his application process. He's not waiting until senior year to get that done. He's already started a long time because there's three or four kids that are already at the academies, and he learned from those kids what they need to do. So that's Jimmy Cristiano is is another really big-time player.
0: Sounds like someone you wouldn't want to uh, wouldn't want to bet against in terms of uh, f- finishing his goal there. So, Mark Jaffe with uh, with wonderful information and wonderful stories as always. The Hall of Famer. Uh, if, if you're not checking out his stuff uh, over the course of the season at the uh, Waterbury Republican-American, you really should be. It's uh, it's great stuff on high school football. He's seen uh, just about everything over the last uh, couple decades and does a great job covering it. So, Mark, thanks, thanks. for joining us, and uh, we look forward to everything you're going to be bringing for us over the next couple of months.
2: Thanks a lot, Joe. I appreciate
0: it. Thanks to Mark for being with us. Does a wonderful job and battling through some allergy issues. He still was able to uh, provide lots of great information, lots of great stories. Mark Jaffe loves uh, loves the stories uh, as part of the Connecticut high school football uh, scene and, and really does a great job getting to know the kids and getting to know the coaches and really understanding uh, kind of the stories beyond the, the, the field of play and the uh, the wins and losses. So appreciate Mark Taking a little time to talk to us. Only two guests this week on our uh, return edition of the CIAC Cast. I had a feeling that we might go a little long with Mr. Griffin, and uh, a- as we did. So only two guests this week. We will usually have two or three guests with us. Sometimes we'll go up to four if uh, the situation requires it. But. Uh, that's how things are usually going to go here on the CIAC cast. So we thank Mr. Griffin and Mr. Jaffe for being with us. We thank you for being with us. Uh, I failed to mention this at the beginning, but you can get in touch with us. You want to email the CIAC cast. There's a very easy way to do that. You can email CIACcast at C-A-S-C-I-A-C Lots of C's in there, I understand, but you can uh, get in touch with us. Find uh, Let us know, people that you think we should talk to, people who have interesting stories to share, interesting conversations to bring across the state. And uh, you can also, of course, follow the CIAC on Twitter, at CIAC Sports. Lots of updated information there, CIACsports.com facebook.com slash ciac sports lots of different ways to keep up with what's going on with the ciac and with connecticut high school sports so we once again are very grateful to have you with us we're grateful to be back and ready to go for another exciting season of high school sports in connecticut i am joel cookson we thank you once again and we will see you next time for another edition of the ciac cast